another episode of 15 Minutes of Fascism. Once again, we'll keep it with an abbreviated format for the next couple weeks. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life, um, so if you are listening out there, please understand. Um, just a couple updates this week, uh, one in history and the other in contemporary fascism. Uh, historically, this week marks the end of the Nazi German regime. Uh, Berlin was invaded by the Red Army uh, in April 1945, uh, April 28th and 29th, and that means that uh, April 29th is the date of the death of Adolf Hitler, the most successful um, and influential fascist leader of all time. Uh, On today, May Day, the 1st of May, uh, the last big leaders in the uh, Nazi German government uh, died. Uh, This would be Goebbels, um, who killed himself uh, on May 1st, um, which paved the way for uh, the Nazis to seek uh, unconditional surrender on the part of the Allies. Goebbels was not in favor of an unconditional surrender, uh, and so his suicide represented the last barrier to the remnants of the Nazi regime seeking that surrender and that result. Um, Of course, many other important Nazi figures would then be tried uh, at the Nuremberg Trials, um, which we will cover when we get to that point in the year, perhaps. Um, But what this means is that today uh, represents an important day, not just um, in terms of the left and leftist history and workers' struggles, um, but it also represents an important day in anti-fascist history. Today is one of the days that you might pin as the fall of the Nazi government. Uh, which is uh, a pretty nice uh, silver lining uh, to a day like today uh, as we sit here during a pandemic um, as real contemporary fascists increasingly gain power throughout the world. And that's the next thing we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, The increasing influence of fascist leaders and uh, fascist movements throughout the world, specifically um, talking about uh, something that's a little close to home for me, Um, the movement to, you know, quote, open up various states in the United States. There have been movements uh, of this kind throughout the country, uh, prominently in Michigan, um, and today, recently, at the state capital of California in Sacramento. uh, A lot of these protesters are armed. Uh, They are overwhelmingly white. Um, They are increasingly male. What this means is that these people are the perfect demographic base of a fascist or far-right regime or political movement. Um, In the Sacramento rally, which occurred today, uh, May 1st, 2020, um, there were armed protesters uh, wearing military uniforms or faux military uniforms, uh, carrying assault rifles, uh, armed uh, with knives and other guns, um, wearing bulletproof vests, people who were, you know, ap- apparently prepared to fight the police. Uh, they confronted the police physically. Uh, as far as I know, there has only been one arrest made uh, at the protests, which lasted only a few hours. Um, you can imagine what the result would be if a group of armed, well, people who were anything other than white men uh, approached the California State House and physically confronted the police. Um, 
these protesters are demanding interesting things. Uh, you know, they they argue that the democratic government of California is fascist. Um, this is an interesting phenomenon where people who are themselves relatively close to fascism uh, attribute fascism to their enemies. Uh, that's something to think about, something to look into a little bit more. Um, the really important takeaway here is that these groups will only become more influential and more palatable uh, to increasing parts of the American population as the economy worsens um, and as the political failures of the center, uh, both in the Republican and the Democratic Party, becomes more apparent. Um, the members of the alt-right, uh, which have been rebranded in various ways, but you know the, the term is still useful. These are the, the new quasi-fascists and some of them outright fascists in the United States. Um, a lot of them are turning on Donald Trump um, as they become increasingly interested in uh, alternate explanations for the COVID outbreak, um, increasingly conspiratorial. Um, and as they uh, take different takes on the reopening of the economy of the society in the United States. Some of them are now openly calling for civil war. Um, you might have seen signs or memes or some other things uh, that call for, you know, quote, the boogaloo. Um, this is a recently developed slang or code on the extreme right uh, for a civil war, for a race war. Um, there are people who are very blatantly preparing for this. Um, they are organizing uh, armed militias in order to uh, fight what they see as a battle for their own freedom. And unfortunately, we're going to be needing to continue to follow that uh, as it develops. Talk to you next week.